0: You're listening to 1039 Life FM, Gippsland. This is David Braithwaite with the local news headlines. Gippslanders will tomorrow join millions of people across the nation to vote in the Indigenous Voice referendum. More than 7,000 voting centres will be open tomorrow from 8am to 6pm. Australians are voting on whether to approve the inclusion of an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in the Australian Constitution. The voice will make representations to the Parliament on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. If approved, the Parliament will have the power to make laws about the voice, including its composition, functions, powers and procedures. For the constitution to be changed, the proposal would need the support of the majority of all voters and the majority of voters in at least four states. Voting is compulsory for the 17.6 million people on the electoral roll, with about 4 million people as of Wednesday night having already cast their ballot at early voting centres. That figure is ahead of the 3.9 million at the same stage ahead of the 2022 federal election. About 2 million people have applied for a postal vote which must be sent back to the Australian Electoral Commission as soon as possible. Legislation allows up to 13 days after Referendum Day for postal votes to be received back to the AEC. A new report has revealed similar issues have been raised regarding telecommunications services across Gippsland. The Telecommunications Industry ombudsman Yearly Report has been released covering the 2022-23 financial year. For each of Latrobe City and the Wellington, South Gippsland, Ball and East Gippsland shires, the top three complaints were the same: being no or delayed action by the provider, service and equipment fees, and a resolution agreed to but not met. Bass Coast top three complaints were no or delayed action by the provider, service and equipment fees, and intermittent service or dropouts. The complaints overall dropped in the past financial year, but Latrobe City was in the top half of local government areas in Victoria for total complaints. There were 199 issues raised by La Trobe City residents, compared to 125 in Balboa, 104 in East Gippsland, 100 in South Gippsland, 86 in Wellington and 73 in South Gippsland. Ombudsman Cynthia Gebert said it was pleasing complaints were declining alongside industry improvements for phone and internet consumers. Despite the trend, Ms Giebert said complaints about financial hardship were increasing as the cost of living crisis puts pressure on households, with complaints data showing that over the past year Victorians and West Australians had a tough time paying for their phone and internet services. She said telcos needed to make sure they were offering flexible payment methods and specialised help and support for people who were struggling to pay. Ms Giebert said most complaints about financial hardship related to mobile services, which now make up nearly half of overall complaints. The Gippsland Emergency Relief Fund has launched an appeal to raise funds to support Gippsland residents impacted by the recent fire and flood emergency. Girth President Annie Teagut said assessments were underway by municipal recovery managers, with the fund aiming to be in a position to respond promptly when referrals from financial assistance came through. Mr Teagut said every dollar donated to the appeal would be distributed to those affected by fire or flood. Wellington Shire Mayor Ian By said the appeal was the perfect way for people to help and make sure it landed in the hands of people who needed it. Donations to the appeal can be made on the GERF website, www.gerf.org.au. All donations over $2 and tax deductible. The first stage of the redevelopment of Kernet Hall Mall is complete. The project was delivered by La Trobe City Council with support from the state government with a $2.5 million loan through its Community Infrastructure Loan Scheme. The need to reinvigorate the space to attract the new generation of hall users was identified in the La Trobe Convention Centre business case. The recommendation of the report was to focus on functionality upgrades. Works which have been completed as part of Stage 1 included acoustic treatment to the main hall, updated amenities, the inclusion of accessible amenities, new meeting rooms, connection from the kitchen to the foyer, back of house accessible ramp and inclusive access to the stage and back of house. La Trobe City Mayor Kelly O'Callaghan said the redevelopment was vital to ensure the 43-year-old venue was compliant to all accessibility needs and could continue to host major events in the future. Latrobe City Council, meanwhile, is currently completing a major light replacement project that will see 2,825 high-performance and energy-efficient LED streetlights installed in current lighting infrastructure across the municipality. The Council claims the project will save ratepayer money, reduce energy use and provide better visibility at night. The new LED lights perform better, last longer and are more efficient than the existing lights. The project will reduce street lighting energy use by around 900,000 kilowatt hours and save the council up to $400,000 in yearly electricity and maintenance savings. The program of works will also reduce greenhouse gases by 900 tonnes each year. Installation work will be completed in two batches this month and from mid-November to mid-December. The Trobe City Mayor Callie O'Callaghan said the new lights were a much-needed asset for the community. She said reducing energy use for at least 20 years would allow the council to direct more funds towards new projects to benefit the local community. This is 1039 Life FM, Gippsland.